0: that's fine. Hey, hey, we should do an intro. No, we shouldn't. How will they know we're the theater boys? They'll just know, okay? Good morning, everyone. And it is in fact morning. I am running behind schedule as it has been a busy week and I do not want to delay any further getting to you what is my, yes I'm flying solo today unfortunately, review of Netflix's sequel to knives out or knives out mystery glass onion now i've been able to sit on this one for a bit i've been able to stew let my opinions properly ferment and i gotta say i did not right out of the gate i did not like this one as much as the first one but those were mainly just personal things with what i wanted the movie to be as far as what the movie is it's fantastic um really enjoyable, really fun. This is definitely a more lighthearted murder mystery if there ever could be such a thing. Um, The group of clue pieces I'll just say jokingly, that you follow around are just caricatures of the craziest individuals that we currently have to deal with in our modern world. Um, It's a kind of Like, what would happen if you took all of these personalities and just shoved them together? And, uh, I think it, I think it went really, really well. It has its, like, this, this one leaned heavier into the comedy side of things. It's definitely more of a, I don't necessarily want to say family-friendly, but just more, like, less, less murdery, blood everywhere shenanigans, more, um, light-hearted Scooby-Doo murder mystery type deal. Uh, The characters are absolutely fantastic. You have um, your meathead guy, your corrupt senator, your Playboy model type, your uh, entrepreneurial crazy person, essentially just Elon Musk. You have your actual intelligent person who's kind of like corralling all these people together. There's the model. There's the scientist. There's just everyone. That's your your cast of characters for this uh, movie. And then, you know, the whole thing is set up. Uh, Benoit Blanc is brought in. And nobody really knows why. He just kind of kind of shows up. And you can see him. Now, I, I didn't care for this part. But I, I did speak to uh, Sean about this issue. So, like, the movie, it opens. They all have masks and stuff. And it's, like, clearly during COVID. I'm just kind of over it at this point. Uh, I would rather not have to deal with that. But, it, you know, just shows the passage of time. Where he is. The fact that he hasn't done a case in that long. Um, which... I mean, having gone off of the case that was the last case and now waiting so long to do anything until this one happens, Uh you know, kind of has driven him insane up until this point. It was kind of funny. The opening scene is him and his buddies uh playing, I think the game was, uh, oh, it's the murder one in space whose name is completely and totally escaping me now with the little tiny guys. Oh, no. Uh. Well, that's unfortunate that I can't remember. I've never played it myself. That's probably why. But it's uh, just showing how he's trying to occupy his time without like completely and totally losing his mind. Um, you have... Uh, so he gets invited to this thing. There's a whole like puzzle box that needs to be solved in order to get an invite. And it turns out it's going to be a murder mystery party. Now, again, I'm just going to... There's kind of less feedback here, so we're going to speed up our... our spoiler mark point here i'm just gonna say i'm gonna get right into it uh basically you get to the murder mystery party benoit blanc being benoit blanc as he's going about and we're figuring out who all these characters are um and who they are to each other he solves the party mystery um much to the chagrin of the billionaire who invited everybody there now that scene itself was just i found absolutely hilarious um there was you know he's going around doing his thing talking about oh i saw this clue, this clue, this clue. this person did this this person's wearing this you left this out on the counter that crossbow over there is rigged to go off and i suspect that to be and then like it kind of all happens just as you said it would happen and everyone's kind of really upset uh but it was it was really funny then after they finish the murder mystery party bit and they're kind of all there for dinner there's a ton of tension building between the characters Because one of them uh, decided that they wanted to not support the crazy idea of the billionaire uh, who wanted to make essentially an incredibly unstable hydrogen fuel. The MacGuffin of the movie, if you will. And like, not MacGuffin, I guess the unobtainium. And uh, throw it into space, throw it everywhere, but it's going to cause all these problems and kill a bunch of people, yada, yada, yada. Uh, So the company kind of fell apart, but then all of the group perjured themselves against this individual and she because she originally came up with the idea uh andy was her name andy and she uh came up with the idea on a napkin and they all said nope it was the other guy you didn't do it in on in front of a jury and she ended up losing the court case and losing her her access to the uh, the funds for the project and just ended up being like a relatively normal person after the fact and uh you know all that tension was there because all of her friends that she kind of brought together and helped uh raise up and get through their various low points in life uh, stabbed her in the back for money uh so they're they're all kind of upset about that and then one of the characters ends up dying and it's set up to be like he drank the wrong drink for somebody and that person should have died and then everyone's paranoid and they're all running around and then the lights go out and you know, then the Andy girl ends up getting shot, and then it goes back in time. It shows us that, oh, well, Andy's already dead, and Benoit isn't working the case of the murder mystery, but he's in fact working the case of who murdered Andy, and Andy has a twin sister, and she's disguised as Andy on the island, and it's just kind of like all of the cliches of any of these, like, murder mystery books, or, or any of the, um, like even the kid detective stories, one comes to mind, uh, like having to do with the whole twin thing. It's like, oh, I saw his face, but uh, I think it was I think it was uh, Detective Brown books I read when I was a little kid, and there's like these two brothers in town, and like one of them committed the robbery, and it was like well who did it and then like it ends up being well the one's a tennis player so it was him because you said that he didn't have uh or he had big arms or something like that i don't know what it was i play tennis that never got ripped so i don't think that's that's necessarily an accurate way of figuring out who would have done the robbery in that situation but you have you have the twins you have the stolen idea you have the the party the dinner party the exotic island the crazy cast um And it all kind of comes to fruition as you're trying to figure out, one, who killed Andy, two, who who just tried to kill Andy, and three, why. Uh, And then it comes to find, you come to find out that Andy actually found the original napkin that she could bring forth and say, like, oh, all these people lied and here's the original. And the billionaire went and he killed her. And then everyone else went there shortly thereafter to try and figure out if they could talk her out of doing it. And one of them saw the billionaire leave. And the thing I love about this movie is if you're paying attention, and I mean really paying attention, you see all the same clues that a detective does, short of the fact that you know that the, the twin is the twin. Because I I caught the scene where the drinks get switched. And I like leaned over to my wife immediately and was like, they switched the drinks! They switched the drinks! Something's going to happen! And sure enough, that's when the the one character dies. But then, again, and we get to the end of the movie and Benoit's going through his revelation of, like, all of these things that he's seen and have come to fruition and, and, and like, all of the inferences he's made and guesses and things, you it gives you flashbacks to all this other stuff. And there's so much more that happens that's just, like, little things that, like, you would have missed um, or that you did miss if you weren't just really paying attention. Uh, it's characters cutting each other off finishing sentences to cover things up uh behaviors of certain characters um the relationships the goals of the characters it it was really really interesting and um it really kind of stitched and brought the whole movie together for me because it was like the first one i think it was again really well thought out this one felt actually like less crazy of a way to try to murder someone like my issue with the last movie was like man you're really taking a chance on like switching those vials and like doing that properly and not getting it all mixed in or confused um but this one was really good as far as like oh okay you you just murdered the person we're really trying to figure out the motive and the opportunity and uh you know it's just like clue and benoit is constantly making jokes throughout the whole movie about how he hates stupid things like um clue and, and whatever that game was that i can't think of uh I, this is, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting older, right, that's the part of my brain that's decided to stop working, is recalling whatever game that is, um, but anyway, so, he goes in, kind of is doing his thing to buy time for Helen, I don't even think IMBD here has her listed as a character, because they don't want to spoil it, good on them, good on them, Andy's sister, um, is going through and like trying to find the last little bit of the clues while he's delaying them with his like kind of like his whole speech he gives once he figures out who the murderer is and she's going and she's finding it and she finds the original napkin because the guy hid it behind the picture of his own napkin and his friends ironically enough and what it comes to find out is uh the the musclehead duke as he's aptly named murdered or saw Uh, Miles the billionaire driving away from Andy's house the night that she was killed and he wants to hold that against him so that he can pump up his own like demolition uh, ranch style brand only minus all of the human aspects of it the guy's just nuts and uh, he wants to just like you know have him put him on his actual news website so that he can I guess just get more likes and then get more money in advertising and um, he goes oh hey like Andy's dead this changes everything right now that happened whilst Andy was still on the island so they must have known something was up everybody must have known something was up or at least most of them and uh, give me one second here please thank goodness for the mute button runny nose season anyway uh they must have known something was up because andy was there but they were talking about how andy was dead The the main billionaire character doesn't have a phone he gets everything faxed to him they find out who is faxing all the info around and it comes out that okay so the uh duke character was trying to blackmail miles so then miles put pineapple which they tell us that he's allergic to very early on in the movie in his drink and then he offs him uh, but then what he does is because Duke is the just caricature of what he is, he's constantly walking around with a pistol on his waist, and he takes his gun and turns the life off, lights off and hides it. Now, throughout this whole movie, the main character, again, what I like about all of these kind of, like, caricature types is they're just, like, absolutely, um, how do you say, like, like, they just they just don't ever break character, and they are, like, the worst versions, like... The one who's like the the ignorant like like cruel like I guess, like the Trumpian one if you will uh, the supermodel she's just like actually stupid up until the point where the whole reason that like everything was gonna fall apart for her was because she saw, thought sweatshops were where sweatpants were made so like during the pandemic she made a line of sweatpants and the person was like oh yeah just a heads up this is like one of the biggest and uh, most known sweatshops in all of Vietnam are you sure you want to use them? And she was like, yeah. And it's like, oh, you really just are that dumb. Uh, Was kind of the takeaway from that. And then the scientist is really just like, kind of like doing his own thing and just wants to to just keep getting money and stuff for his research and will do whatever he needs to do in order to keep that going. Um, And then anyway, so uh, Duke's character is just like, he's in the pool with like a 1911, which I'm pretty sure wouldn't exactly work the way he wants it to work. Also, I have my complaints about that gun whether it was the 9 millimeter or 45 ACP version that uh did not go through a small notebook into our main character at one point but hey again we're going with all the tropes of these like murder mystery books and genres and the old like saved by the badge or by the book or whatever I think it was like Teddy Roosevelt was saved by his speech because it was folded into like 100 something pages long I don't know what caliber gun he was shot with but I digress so anyway you find out that like everybody has a reason to want everyone dead. Everyone has a reason to want I mean, the main, villain miles dead, who we initially think we're all trying to protect. And then we find out that it's miles who's trying to kill uh, at the very least Duke. And then um, uh, Andy's character. But then again, my, my main point was miles's character doesn't have an original idea of his own, the entire movie. And it's lovely uh, when it, kind of comes to its its point at the end. So anyway, he, he gets on and he's like, oh, yes, this statue was made by this person. This uh, script for this murder mystery was written by this person. This art was from this person. This was by this person. Somebody else did this for me. Somebody did this for me. And then it comes to the end, which, you know, Benoit is kind of giving him a speech of like, hey, you really shouldn't have brought everybody to this island. It's like, you know, putting a loaded gun in the middle of the table and then turning the lights off because like, you know, there's so much tension between all of them and uh and then he's like and you planted the idea of murdering you in their minds you know by having the murder mystery party and the kind of climaxing bit of the movie before the detectiveness comes uh turns into uh the lights going off with Duke's gun on the table and then somebody gets shot Andy's character but everyone's trying to figure out who done it and stuff and it's it was rather crazy. And then at the end, he's like... Benoit Blanc's like, You you haven't had an original idea this entire time. Delivered in a much better accent than my own. And it was just... Like, it hit hard because he really didn't. And the movie went out of the way to just keep reminding you that he didn't. And it wasn't just, like, something you had to, like, know about the character. Or it wasn't some insult. Like, it was just actually true. Um, and a lot of... I, I think, I think i mean in order as they are in imbd it would just go miles uh birdie who's the the supermodel duke and then andy's characters and then the the politician claire lionel the scientist uh peg who is Bertie's assistant and then whiskey and then it just kind of falls into secondary characters after that as far as like screen time goes um but those the duke birdie and and uh Claire kind of, like, the ones things mainly circle around. Lionel and Whiskey are more there for, like, plot driving parts. Whiskey isn't part of the original group. Um, and then Peg is just kind of dragging along with Birdie. And they even kind of give... They give her motive for wanting to kill him, too. Like, everybody there does. And then there's, like, this random guy who's just, like... um walking around the island and you're like trying to figure out how he fits into everything and like totally suspecting him to be doing stuff at all times and then he turns out to be not which i appreciated it was just a nice little like go chase the rabbit type deal um yeah but anyway so the movie was was great uh, i think they build up the characters really really well um we watched it on like our little home theater thing here this is definitely though we tried to go catch it in theaters beforehand. Uh, drastically underestimated the fact that it would be packed out of whatever small theater uh, it, or whatever small room it was screening in the theater we went to. So we ended up not buying our tickets online, showing up thinking we could walk into the Netflix movie and we, uh, it was sold out, unfortunately. But um, there's nothing like visually special about this. It's just kind of like a, it's really, you're really there for the plot. I gotta say, you really you this is a movie that's like, yeah, we actually took our time. We wrote it. We wrote characters that all intermingle with one another. We connected all of their lives. We gave them reasons and their own personal motivations, and then uh, we had them kill each other. And that's it's what it felt like. And I think it was it was really good in that regard. Um, as far as complaints about the movie, I mean, I I wanted it to be grittier, like a more of a murder mystery, more more crazy like more how did they murder the person like the last one i like that aspect of like we we don't actually know what happened there's just a dead guy who slit his own throat in a room and we think it's suicide but it doesn't seem like it is whereas this was just very clearly okay she committed suicide but she had sleeping pills in her system and and that doesn't sound like her and the sister was like well i definitely don't think she killed her i mean i guess it's guess it's the same thing disguising a suicide as a murder but it just it didn't seem like they were trying to figure out it wasn't as creative, I'll say, as the last one, as far as the whole mm, who, how the person died aspects went, uh, but it was definitely the characters were equally as creative. I want to say I remember reading something saying that Netflix had bought the rights to five more of these. Now, they could cancel whenever they want. That's kind of how Netflix operates. But um, I I really am interested to see is how, how they progress the plot going forward oh excuse me i know daniel craig seems to just do a fantastic job this is really weird seeing him kind of like shift out of that like uh action hero role i'm, I'm sure he's done plenty of other movies but i i think even the off james bond movies that i've seen him in have all been like mob movies or something else yeah, so I'm I'm looking for what he's in. Knives Out, Kings, yeah. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky was great. Uh, Comrade Detective. Now, I'm going to have to do an entire special on that at some point or another, looking back. So, hang tight. You're going to have to deal with me on that one, because that is a series that is near and dear to my heart. But anyway, back to Glass Onion. Also, the whole whole kind of uh, the thing behind the Glass Onion of the contact the the use of it is the i don't know i've heard the expression before um but i've never really heard he, it. but he was anyway it was the bar that they all kind of went to and he wanted to recreate one and he made this giant physical structure and they were all in it and that's where all the murder mystery happens so that's where the the movie gets its name um i'm not too familiar with the actual term short of the fact that it was in, i think it was the beatles song uh but yes, so this is, this is like, I think it was really well done, really well stitched together. Um, the characters, again, are awesome, which I think is one of the highlights of, that is going to be of this Knives Out series, I guess we'll call it. Um, and I'm curious to see what they do with the next one. Let us know what you guys think. I'm sorry it was just me today, and I kind of ramble and go off on my own, and I'm not nearly as, like, uh, angry when it comes to movies. Oh, that, back to being angry about movies. So, he gives this whole speech to Miles benoit blanc about how unoriginal he is and i just feel like somebody needs to give that speech to james cameron that's it i'll close out there i'm sorry everyone have a good night or good day